uh, Real Talk on YouTube. Real Talk. Let's get straight to it. 2024 podcast. Did you know this is our first one of 24? I guess it is. I know. I Last night when I was thinking of kind of where we were going to go with this, I was like, oh, this is our intro to 24 also. We're not done 24. So I feel good about it. I do too. It's going to be a crazy year, I think. I feel great about it's it. It's an election year. You've got interest rates that people don't know. It's going to be just like like a crazy year. You have any crazy predictions this year? <laughs> uh, well, we've already landed on the moon. That's so true. So that wouldn't be one. That's but true. I do think, I think rates are going to settle in around in the sixes, interest rates. Yeah. I think a lot early people were thinking that they were going to get down in the fives and just unlock a lot of this inventory. But a few reports came out and it looks like they're just kind of going to get down around the sixes and hover. Although I think 24s transactions are going to be higher than 23s. I think prices will probably kind of plateau, stay the same, maybe inch up just a tad. Where's the inventory going to sit? I think inventory is going to probably unlock a little bit. A lot of builders finishing out. I think there's going to be some new construction stuff that comes on. You know, I think Northwest Arkansas is going to keep having price appreciations. And I think our volume is going to be better than most. And it'll be decent. It'll just be another kind of like gap year to get to the really good years ahead. You know, we were kind of thinking in 24, it was going to be one of those gangbuster years. I think it's going to be a solid year, but it's going to be a stepping stone to the next kind of build up economic vitality in real estate. Yeah, no, I I agree. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think you're saying it's going to set up a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's going to set up. It's going to hit them with that right hook so that they can get smoked by that left jab, dog. (laughs) I, I agree. I think it will. I mean, I know there's a bunch of new neighborhoods breaking ground in parts of town we've not got to see before. Like I know uh, Heifel, Cave Springs area, is getting a huge development. Centerton's yeah. getting some nice luxury developments. Like there's some cool things that are happening in NWA that They're are going to start on the new bypass, the 612 bypass north that's going to shoot up to the airport this year. They're going to oh. start. They're taking down land right now. That's crazy. Um, I actually think one of my friends, I think my friends got screwed by that. (laughs) It's a crazy process because the government can just be like, hey, I need that land. As long as they deem it for public use, they can take it. It's called eminent domain. Yeah. And they can literally take it. Now, they do have to pay you appraisal value. And that's kind of the negotiable part is like, what is market value? Does, so, do they pay you good? I mean, they pay you based off of an appraisal and based off of some negotiations, hmm. you know. And you can fight it, right? You, if uh-huh. you wanted, you could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just not always worth it. Yeah. I mean, you're fighting the government. At the end of the day, you're going to sell the property, though. It's just you're fighting them for price. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no working around that? No. No. That's crazy. Yeah. That that puts things in perspective a little bit. I know. <laughs> what else is popping off in NWA this year? Well... I think we're going to get, I think we're going to see a ton of new retail space come in in the commercial side. I think we're going to, we're seeing a lot of that. There's a Whole Foods and Rogers coming in. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to be, be sick. Project. Yeah. And I think Whole Foods always brings in 
Have you noticed that? It always brings in around it some yeah. really nice, healthy restaurants and mm. stuff that are all of a similar vibe. 100%. There's a lot of people's business model to just follow those massive brands. Like even when Walmart goes in a place, they buy acreage um, beyond what they need and they'll sell out parcels because they know they have yeah, that's so other smart. ancillary services they want to be a part of. I agree. I think that these retail spaces that have a big enough name, like Target, you always see companies that are falling around Targets and yep. stuff. So that's what I'm saying is yep. I'm guessing that some of this new retail is going to unlock some other cool opportunities. Northwest Arkansas, dude, I mean, like our restaurants are becoming no joke and our shopping and like we're getting into the kind of fun stuff as well. You're right. You know, our population was it. 500,000 people. And so now it's at like a little over 600 and now we're on the map. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's national brands that are, um, that are looking at us going, man, now they check all the boxes, population, demographics, projection of growth, affordability, amenities. And so a lot of these big brands, these big national brands, now we qualify for their – and once Top Golf came in, they're kind of like that. Like it's all analytical. They just look at the data and they go, we will work here. And so now a lot of these big flags, these big brands are going, oh, wait, NWA is real, and they're big enough now, and that's where we're going. And so normally there's a synergistic effect or like a snowball effect that goes with that. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think people also have realized too, like – What's so cool about Northwest Arkansas is you are working with a Fortune 500 top five company every year. I mean, like, usually number one, Walmart. Hell yeah. And they pull in all these vendors around here who, whether they like it or not, have to be here. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of really propelled us to being able to be put on the map a little easier for being smaller, don't you think? hundred percent. You just wait when that home office really gets done and that thing starts getting kind of marketed, put out there. I agree. It's going to be, um, it's going to be a jewel of our area. I showed them some Missouri family of mine the other day, like the renders for it. And they couldn't, they were like, it looks like a college. I'm like, I think it'll be bigger than a lot of colleges. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like honestly, like it is ridiculous. It'll feel like a college, mm -hmm. you know? And they're focused on shared space. They're being really intentional about opportunities to connect. And so they're trying to design around the idea that they want to promote interpersonal relationships and collaboration within Walmart. And so it'll be cool to see from a kind of a design standpoint what some of the best minds come up with for that. So... You want me to drop some exclusive Walmart home office info on the yeah. pod? One of my buddies is working. He's a plumber, and he's working on it right now. And also plumbing. It's dude, like, dude. <laughs> I was just thinking. That. <laughs> it, it like, is. back in the day when I thought of plumber, I literally thought of butt crack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a plumber, like, leaning over to fix something, and his butt crack showing. Yeah. Dude, plumbers, <laughs> like can make bank nowadays. And I've got a buddy that was a plumber, hard working dude, like blue collared, just started out working for somebody. And now he owns a massive plumbing business. It's one of those trades, those technical trades that you can build a business off of. 
and really scale and really do well. Absolutely. Don't ever discount a trade, especially nowadays with college. Some of the conversations around is college really a value add? It's so expensive. And so there's a lot of, of, of kind of contrast between college and a trade. And back in the day when I was growing up, it was like college 100%. Well, now things are changing. They're adjusting. They're shifting. The world is smaller and you can create more opportunities on your own. And so that's the big question. What about trade school? Electrician, plumbers. And I promise you when you get a trade, especially as it relates to construction in the right area, you're guaranteed a job because after a college degree, you're not. You know, and so for the real entrepreneur out there, man, if you got a passion or a skill set for a trade, go to trade school. Dude, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. No, 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 no. Tell you're me good. about your friend. No, well, he, what you're saying is 100% true. Like he, he went to college, dude. He's a rare plumber because not many of them do go to college because it's just a waste. Yeah. He went to college, but still went to trade because he was like, man. I actually think I'll enjoy this more and make more money uh-huh. to start. Yeah. And so he did that. And he said, they, th- these guys figured out that he had went to college and they're like, you have a degree, get in the office. Yeah. So they made him sit in the office. So he was like, nah, this is boring. So he told him he would quit if he didn't get back out there, but he's been working on the home office. And he said, the designs are crazy. Yeah. He said, it's like wood only buildings. And like stuff that does not look, it doesn't fit the typical commercial mold of like office space. A lot of money being pumped into that thing, man. So you're right. It's going to, it's going to be marketed like crazy, but okay. So 2024, we've got a big year ahead for sure. I mean, there's a lot happening. I think. What does break the habit mean? Break the habit. That was the first ever video that I watched. By Peter McKinnon, really? who I've told about on the podcast, yeah. And so you got one of them things on yes, there. Sir. Break the habit. Yes, sir. Well, well yeah, what's I, the meaning behind it? So literally, I'm sitting I'm sitting at Shiloh Christian, and, and I'm working this senior luncheon. And I, Are I you just a high school curly-headed bad boy? Bro, I'm a sophomore in college because okay. I just left the Air Force. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Yeah. And so I'm watching this YouTube video while everyone's eating before I have to clean up at my $10 an hour job. And I'm just like, oh, this is miserable. And I'm watching this video called Break the Habit. And it's talking about don't do what everyone else does. Don't go to college, get a degree, work a nine to five, like be different. Like you were just saying with trade school. And so I was like, man, I wish I could get back into video and photo. And then right as I pause the video, Break the Habit, this guy named Brian Dunaway walks up to me. who's the head of communications for all of Cross Church. And he's like, hey, you want to intern for us as a video photo guy? And I'm like still holding this Break the Habit video. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah. And so that's what propelled all of this. That's really cool. So you were at a crossroads after the military. Yeah, I just didn't know what I was going to do. I mean, to figure it out. I w- well, I was engineering, but I was only engineering to give myself an upper hand on my pilot score basically Mm. to be an air force fighter pilot and like i was grinding that but then the minute the air force didn't pan out i like look at it i'm like i don't want to be an engineer (laughs) like i I don't i hate computer science i'm just doing it to fly planes Mm. so i was like i gotta change my major now so it was a crossroads but anyways so 2024 we're gonna have a crazy year for sure and so i have some questions 
very 2024 specific for people. And, and I'm sure we'll clip these out too so that people can see them one at a time. But first question is for entry level beginning people, people looking at, you know, us right now. And they're like, Hey, want to get into real estate? Maybe I'm 23, 24, or maybe you're even 40, 50 Mm -hmm. need something else. Is it still feasible to go grab a real estate license, hang it at a brokerage and just start selling real estate? Is that still a thing? Yeah, that's a good question. And I think before you ever make a decision, you got to understand the broader climate or context of the industry that you're trying to get into. So that's a good question. I would say the first thing they have to do is try to get an understanding of the broader context or industry, the practice of real estate. But it's changed. And when I say it's changed, it's changed in the sense of consumers, the public are requiring a higher level of value be brought to the table from a real estate professional. I think in the past, it has been, I can be a weekend warrior, I can get a license, and when my friends call or my family calls, I can take care of them. Because why? I got the MLS, right? I got access to the MLS. Well, that's not the case any longer, that agents control the information. Most of the time, clients find the house. And so if somebody wants to get into real estate, they have to understand that the only way they're going to survive is if they come in and create value and give the customer a professional and value-add experience. Now, in order to do that, you cannot be a, a kind of a, just a part-timer getting into real estate. In order to be successful in 24, it takes a degree of intentionality. It takes it looking at this business as a profession, as a full-time job, as a career. And because the bar has been so low for entry, we've had way too many people jump in there and go, oh, I want to chase some money. I want to I make a little money on the side. I hate whenever people say, it's my side hustle. That kills our profession. Let's be professionals. Let's be career-oriented. It is our career, and that's what the public deserves. And I think there's a lot of good things happening to kind of force those people that just want to be weekend warriors out. And so the answer to your question, people that want to get into real estate and are brand new, they need to come in with the level of intentionality, understanding where they fit into the market to bring value, and then the discipline and the execution to deliver on that through a full-scale time commitment of a career. And those are the people that will have a chance because there is no better career, if you can make it work, than being a real estate professional. You have autonomy. You're helping people get in a house. You're bringing the level of service based on your experience to the table. It's not a cookie cutter thing, right? And so you're able to come in, develop your own business plan, and then provide that value to somebody. It's wide open. How great would that be? Oh, yeah. But to succeed, there's a level of seriousness and intentionality and 
frankly, discipline and time that you have to commit. Yeah, I agree. long answer to an easy question. I just complicated. No, no, no. I mean, I don't. I don't think it is an easy question. Yeah, because I, I think you're right. You have to start with the premise that everyone has been looking at it the wrong way. I think so. I think. I think it's what put us in this kind of sticky situation we find ourselves in in 24 to start with all of the fees and stuff up in the air. I think a lot of the reason is. And I mean, it's just the way it was done. It's not one person's fault, but it was always seen as a side hustle. Mm -hmm. And therefore you had people getting into it who were just doing it to make side hustle money or to spend side hustle time on it. Mm -hmm. And then you had this big divide because you could, I mean, that's what I've always been confused about in real estate. There's not a lot of professions where you can go and you can see someone who works on the same profession five hours a year Mm -hmm. as someone who works on them. 24 hours a day mm-hmm. like and real estate has that huge divide in it yeah. so i think this is just narrowing the gap this year i'm hoping that we'll see more just people taking even on the lower end taking it way more seriously upping their game upping their marketing i mean at the meeting thursday i'm excited i'm gonna i have kind of five things that i think agents can do to market themselves for free yeah i mean no sort of and it's not all video photo for people who hate that it's it's not all that i think it's it's higher level marketing and it's going to your people and you have to do different things as an agent Mm -hmm. that's why there's a spot for everyone if they take it serious because someone out there will be attracted to your style of marketing exactly so I think I think that's what works. So next question for twenty four. That's a good answer though. I think I think that answer will get easier as the years go on. I think I think it'll get a little less complicated. But so let's say for the agents already in the profession, whether they're wanting to level up this year or just you know freshen up and mm-hmm. and stay ahead. What do you think they can do to succeed this year? Not just marketing stuff, but like what do they need to make sure to prioritize? Mm, That the real estate agent's role is broadened. Now we are called upon to be community activists. We are called upon to understand and know the nuances of the real estate market and the community. And so in order to do that, a real estate professional in 24 is going to need to leverage all of their partners. They're going to need to leverage all of the team members. They're going to need to create a team of people that can service their clients. I'm talking about lenders. They need to understand how to get the best deal for their clients, whether it's buy downs, get the lowest rate from a, maybe it's a mortgage company that they're working with. They need to have shared networking events with those lenders. Same thing goes for insurance, right? Same thing goes for home inspections. Same thing goes for home inspector repairs. Same thing goes for title companies. And so the real estate agent is the quarterback moving the ball down the field. The ball is the closing, okay? And you want to get to the end zone. The the real estate agents that will succeed in 24 understand that they leverage their team and that their team is their biggest asset. And so real estate agents of 24 are going to be able to organize their process, 
right? By leveraging all their team members to give the best experience and the best possibility to get the ball down the field in a smooth and seamless way. And so if I had one piece of advice, it's always going to be business development. It's always going to be marketing. It's always going to be finding intentionality and value add. But this year, it's going to be about leveraging your partnerships and your team members Mm -hmm. to get the ball down the field in an organized fashion. And I'll tell you what else. It's a powerful thing when these real estate agents are at the helm and they're the quarterback and they are creating connections with their builder and their lender or their insurance agent and their lender, right? Then that individual, that real estate agent is responsible for all of those connections. And what is good for one is good for the other. And so they attribute that to that agent saying, hey, Thanks for putting all this together and organizing this and creating these opportunities for relationships. Because you know what? When you sell a house, you sell a house, but your lender makes money, right? If you represent a a builder, your builder makes money. The insurance person makes money. Maybe it's managed by property management. The property management makes money. And so any one of those team members is going, Spence, thank you for supporting my business. And so those partnerships are important and they should be reciprocal. And what are you going to do? You're going to go, hey, you should use this real estate agent because they're promoting your business. So do not forget to leverage your partnerships so that everybody's business can flourish. And if you don't have organization and intention in that, you're just reacting and you're never getting, quote unquote, the credit for providing these meaningful connections and for helping uplift other people's business. Yeah, I agree. That's 24. I agree. And I would probably add what the other aspect to what you're saying is, which is relationships in 24 and leveraging because with AI and all of this video photo marketing, there's kind of this like unauthentic representation of people that's floating out there you know people don't know if it's real is it ai is that their voice is it ai do they ever meet people in person or just do video calls like no one knows so i think agents can see a lot of success in dialing it back a little and like that's what we do in filmmaking all the time we don't we if we don't want to follow a trend, mm. we don't create something new because almost everything at this point has been done in video, photo stuff. What we do is we pull out an old book, maybe, and it's film photos from the 1960s. And you're looking through and you get inspiration, bring something that's dead back to life, a trend. And so in the same way, if an agent wants to start, I mean, dude, I got a letter the other day from a lender that helped us with our house and it was like the nicest thing, a handwritten letter. I hadn't seen, I mean, my, my generation, we hadn't even, I didn't know people still do that, mm-hmm. but it went a long way. Yeah. I was literally like, man, I will use, and I've already told two buddies about the lender. It's like, they were so nice. Yeah. And I think that letter sparked this kind of excitement mm-hmm. that they were so nice to me. So I love that. You know, and they, really the way that we look at tech should be reframed. And the way that I choose to look at tech is good tech allows for the human connection. Good tech allows for the human interaction. It 
it streamlines processes so that that lender can sit down, think about what they want to say and their gratitude towards you and write a letter or pick up the phone and call. So good tech allows yourself to free up time for that human interaction. 100%. That will never go away, bro. Agreed. We're not robots. Yeah. We're still humans. We all desire to be connected with the group or the fellow human. It's a survival thing. Yeah. The more connections you have with the more humans, the more protected you are because you got a bigger group to be around. So yeah. the less at risk you are to die from a survival standpoint. No, and I that's agree. where that comes from. Well, I mean, do you want me to tell you what I'm doing to kind of counter this AI movement for in my space? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm a video photo focused marketing guy. That is the first space AI has pretty much gone for. I'd say graphic design's first, yeah, but yeah, second yeah. is mine. And so the way I'm staying ahead of it is like you just said, there are pieces that can never be replaced by a robot, aka shooting the content. Shooting the content is huge. So how can I elevate that? Yeah. How can I keep that human connection and value it? But I will say, while also learning how to use and leverage AI and these tools. Because if I don't, the next person will. Yeah. Yeah. And so in the same way, I think agents can can prepare with that for marketing. That's good. That's good. I totally agree with that. So um, in 2024, what do you think, and I can answer to this too, what do you think the trends, the marketing trends are going to be? Because they change every year. I mean, historically... January they reset and the the new year like last year to give you an idea what I'm talking about I'll I'll tell everyone what last year was last year was the year of short form content yeah it was if you can deliver something a value sure but something that made someone feel an emotion of any kind sad happy angry yeah. like whatever in a short amount of time you won mm mm-hmm. That is going to change this year, in my opinion. Really? Really? I think, and I have data to support. I'm not just saying it, but I think that people are going to... You've done studies. Yeah, I think people are going to strive to go back to a long-form kind of way. No, well, one of the guys that I've done some shooting with, and he's huge on TikTok and Instagram and YouTube, he said he is getting more and more long-form view content, even on TikTok when he posts a two-minute video. People are starting to enjoy it. That's why podcasts are doing well. Really? I can so, see that. So I think people are starting to like this. So maybe for a realtor, something practical. So for a realtor, I think in 2024, a practical marketing piece is going to be expose and market your properties for the lifestyle that that property affords. No longer is it just going to be exposing the details of the brick and mortar. It's going to be exposing the trailheads close by, the local restaurants close by, potentially bike trails, potentially coffee shops, schools, healthcare opportunities. Like it's going to be indicating through your marketing the lifestyle that this property is going to give you and your family. And so real estate agents need to understand the details of who their clients are and what they like. Then they need to understand the nuances and, and the, and the, 
the details in and around the structure that they're selling and expose that. If people can feel emotionally connected to a lifestyle that they're going to get by buying a, a brick and mortar, then it's going to identify with them and they're going to understand that this is the life that they want to have as it's associated with that brick and mortar. And so real estate agents that understand that are going to have a leg up in 24. Yeah. You think things are going back to, I, I, they've always in real estate been this, but you think, I remember when I was a kid, my dad would always say as a realtor, location, location, location. Do you think things are going back into even heavier in NWA? Because I know people are, I mean, that's what, when we were looking for a house, the first thing we did was draw a map. Yeah. We didn't put any, I mean, we were literally map yeah. where we want to live, yeah. what we want to be by. Yeah. That will never change. That will never change. You know, I think there's always little sub trends where after COVID people wanted more space. And so the trend was to kind of get outside a city center for a couple of years. Now we're being pulled back toward amenities again. And yeah. so now it's like kind of most people are wanting this middle ground. They want access to amenities. They want some walkability, but they want also a little bit of privacy. And so still location is everything. And it goes to the point that I just made about what kind of lifestyle is this living in this location going to give you? Yeah, I agree. Opportunities for connection, opportunities for relationships, opportunities for physical fitness, for entertainment, those sorts of things. Yeah. While yeah. the brick and Schools mortar, is huge too, for schools sure. Schools is very important. School choice, has that changed it a lot? Um, you know, I think it's just family dependent. You know what I mean? You still want to be close to, to the school you go yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to just kind of make an overarching statement on that. You know, I think a lot of the realities that go along with development, though, that people sometimes forget, cities want to push people toward the infrastructure. You're right. And most of your infrastructure is downtown city center. And so there's a lot of, of kind of uh, incentives for homeowners and builders to be in and around that infrastructure. And so really cities don't like for people to go out and sprawl because you think about it further out you go, the more you got to extend water lines or the more you got to extend sewer lines. And that's very expensive or the more you got to update roads. And so really cities want to have smart growth in and around that infrastructure and that affects it too. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So with, I think that's that's going to be good. I think the trends are going to... I think it's going to be easier for people to create their own content in 24 as an agent, uh, as a professional. I think you're going to be able to use mm -hmm. your... I mean, dude, these phones have gotten so incredibly good at video and photo that I think a lot of people are going to be able to... You know, not everything. There's a level of professionalism you want. Mm -hmm. but it's not an excuse anymore. Mm -hmm. You can't say, Oh, I didn't film that cause I didn't have a camera on me. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I, I'm a videographer with three cameras and yet it's, it's not an excuse for me. Like if I don't have my camera, I shoot on my phone. Yeah. And so I think people, people can capture things like, I mean, a really practical example, cause I know your agents like this and a lot of agents like to hear this. If I was a real estate agent, and I was trying to promote marketing content. 
every time I visited a restaurant in Northwest Arkansas, went with my family to, I mean, I get it. You need your own time too, but like, this is not hard to do. Let's say you go to a restaurant like The Rail in downtown Rogers, right? Great pizza spot, kind of hidden. Not, not a lot of people know about it or around here. What you do, you get there, you take a video of the outside. You get inside, you take a video of the pizza. You, you take a video of people laughing. You get a drink, take a video of the drink. Then when you get home, you do a little voiceover. We're going to a spot in downtown Rogers. This spot's one of our favorite spots. The re- Bro, that content blows up. I mean, that people are always looking for places to eat, mm-hmm. drink, hang out. One of the biggest pieces of advice that I would give a real estate agent in 24 is think of yourself as a resource. Whenever you are marketing, what are you offering? And that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. You are offering information about an establishment in Northwest Arkansas and giving it an inside look. And then you're giving your personal subjective thoughts on their service during that time there. And so anytime we're marketing as a real estate professional, think about what are you offering people? What information, what value are giving versus look at me, look at how great I am. No, we got to get past that. Mm -hmm. And the real estate business is known for kind of a show me business. And we have to focus on the public. We have to focus on the consumer. And the easiest, simplest way to deduce that down in your marketing, what information am I providing to the public? Keep it where it's not always about me. Don't always think, well, what are they going to think of me? I got to promote myself. The best way that you promote yourself is by giving people information that's going to better their lives. And that's exactly what you're talking about. I agree completely. One of the best kind of marketing is exposure marketing for real estate agents, which means just get yourself in front of people. You don't always have to be selling this Hey, if I'm on camera, I need to be showing a house yeah. that I'm listing. No, get yeah. in front of, get, get to where when people think of an agent, they think of you. Yeah. Cause the reality is they're going to go 364 days a year without thinking about buying a house mm-hmm. or selling their house mm-hmm. or maybe multiple years at a time, obviously. Mm-hmm. So that I think the best way is to just basically be identified as a real estate agent in providing value mm-hmm. to your, I mean, like I, I completely agree. Yeah. Have I ever told you when I was in Alabama and I was doing some research on like best seafood restaurants with my family and there was this real estate agent dude and he gave the best guide to the best restaurants to eat at in Alabama that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. He had every different category with ratings and best food item there in his opinion. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, and he did, he did a document on it that you could download, which gave you his email or gave your email to him. But also he made a video about every single place. Now, number three on the top five Mm. burger joints in Gulf Shores, Alabama. And he had accumulated over, over time, over 250,000 views. And he's a real estate agent. And I remember him still, and this was three years ago, Yeah, but it was impressive. Yeah. You know, I think whenever you and I sat down to talk about our content strategy, we really had to ask ourselves some questions. Is Are we doing this to arm the public or are we doing this to chase their money? Yeah. And so whenever we rolled out Follow the Property and we're 
giving tips on how to keep your house warm and we're giving tips on how to control your your main water shut off in case something bad happened and we're giving tips on all the details associated with home maintenance and ownership of a home i think that is partly why that series has done so well is because it it really is an unselfish informational approach to business and it feels good and it feels right and so i think going into 24 i think we all kind of have to check ourselves and really ask that question before we ever promote any sort of generalized marketing is is this informational to the public? Is this adding value, giving people more information so they can make better decisions? And if it passed that test, it's probably worth your marketing efforts. I completely agree. Well, I mean, me and you had this talk about this podcast. Like, I'm sure a lot of people watching this episode, or if you've watched most of the way through or seen clips on it, you probably realize it's a little more practical and a little more focused on specifics in real estate. And me and me and you literally had that talk. Hey, we need to focus back in on arming people, yeah. giving information, things that people actually care about. We've not had a single talk about how to make money on here. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like it's, it's. Well, it, and then even I will say this too, as a caveat, it's like, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I don't really know what I'm talking about most of the time. Like these are all just my thoughts and suggestions. People can agree or disagree, but my hope is, is that it starts some sort of reflection in people's minds mm-hmm. so that they can take the information, own it, make it theirs, and then promote themselves as valuable assets to the community. 100%. That's the point. Not to say I agree with Stu I don't agree with Spence. It's like if we can stimulate some reflection for people listening and then they turn it into their own, which allows them to take action, then, hey, man, that's it. I agree. That's what we're trying to do here. Yeah, and I think it gets a conversation going. I mean, that's why I wanted to give – I wanted to both direct you to giving some practicals and I wanted to give some because I really want people – whether you use the ones we talk about specifically or not – it gets you thinking. That's mm. I have a creator buddy, and he'll call me and be like, dude, I have an idea for a video. And he's not saying for me. He's saying it's his. But every time he does that, I go, I have an idea for a video. Yeah. And it's different, but it gets Absolutely. me thinking. Absolutely. So I think this year, our goal is to kind of be more practical on things, really get dial into specifics and... That was Riley Gamble. Follow the property. She's killing it though, isn't she? Yeah, she's pretty incredible. She's, she's a like natural. a celebrity. I know. Yeah. You should see the new series. We're about to start with Taylor. It's going to be crazy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> okay, last thing. Because we've been serious the whole time. We've got a lot of good stuff. But I need a good clip for next week. I'll cut that part. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl winner this year. Who's going to win it? Who is oh, gonna win? Dude, I mean Lamar, cuz. You think Ravens? Yeah. I I want him to. Okay? Don't get me wrong. I want him to, but he's just not proven. Like he he's just not been a well, who do you think San Fran? Who do I hope or think? Oh, who do you think? Unfortunately, I think the Kansas City Chiefs, and I do not like the Chiefs. Yeah. I just I, I, don't I don't think know. they didn't look that great. They did, but they still won against the Bills. That's the scary thing. 
If you wouldn't have showed the scoreboard, I bet 99% of people would have thought they were losing Same that friend. game. It didn't look that great either, even though they won. I wish the Lions would win it, dude. I like that coach. I like the coach a lot. Jared like Goff was kind of given up real. on. Yeah. I mean, and he's just solid. I, yeah. I think they're like a solid team. I do too. And everyone discounted them. Dude, they hadn't won a playoff game in 32 I years. I know. I know. Have you seen the thing, though? Oh. Okay. This 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 is going to be money. All right. <laughs> I can't help it. So, have you seen the thing where for the last three or four years, they have predicted the Super Bowl? So, you know how there's everyone thinks the Super Bowl is scripted, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone is like, set that the Super Bowl is a scripted it, they they wrote who was going to win this thing a year ago did you see the new logo for the Super Bowl this year no okay they made it at the first of the season and for the last three or four years the logo has perfectly matched the two teams that were in it so no one noticed that was made prior to the yes season? it like the colors were the colors of the two teams this year the colors are red and purple Ravens 49ers. So that's crazy Get already. On. No, no, that's crazy already. I will I will link it. But there's also a news channel, a local news channel who accidentally ran a story that said this weekend Usher and Post Malone perform at Super Bowl whatever this one is. Ravens versus the 49ers. And it was like an accidental story cuz the date was wrong. Everyone's like if it's the Ravens, and that was like two weeks ago that that came out, and the Ravens and 49ers are still in it. I mean, it's weird, dude. It's really Something's weird. What's going on, dude, behind the scenes? I mean, I don't know what to say, but you're looking good with Lamar Jackson, yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I guess. 